You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I'm not good news. It's Just the good stuff, baby. Everybody appreciate Will's new, um, the thing he designed for us. Our new, our new layout here on Twitch. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Yeah. It's about Baby... time Will got some thanks around here. <laughs> Baby blue looks good on us, I will say. It really um, does. I think it looks uh, looks quite good on me, since I'm the only one wearing a, uh, out of the three of us all matching and wearing patterned shirts. Um... Will, does your have some baby blue? Is that lavender? Yeah, I can't quite I've tell. Some, I've got some blue little hibiscus deals oh, yeah. going on Okay. Here. I've got, uh, you know, just some, some palm fronds. Uh, Chubbies, if you sponsor a podcast, please uh, consider us. I love your products. I love this shirt very much. Yeah, Sean, Without... Sean, Sean is finally on the um, Hawaiian shirt trend. It's I mean, a, I guess it's, it's not a trend. It's... <laughs> yeah, it it we, just we, fits we, we with us this. as people. <laughs> We're on island time. Five o'clock period. somewhere. Five o'clock I'm, I'm somewhere. Gear up for four fish tickets in the next week. We'll see. <laughs> That's true. That's that true. was the saddest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, well, come on. <laughs> we, hey, hey. We have I'm a on lot Tinder. Of, we have a lot of listeners in Atlanta, Sean. You should at least ask our listeners the same question you posed to uh, whatever scalping website you posted that to. It wasn't a scalping website. It's called um, oh, what is Ticket it? Ticket Scalper. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's literally a uh, uh, an app. It's uh, Cash of Trade. It's an app where you can where people offer solely face value tickets. Oh. So you're only paying what those people like. They're saying like, hey, it's usually mostly for jam bands like people you know like following like Fish or Widespread or Billy Strings that kind of thing. It's just like, hey, I don't need this Share. ticket. Or I can't make it. Share. <laughs> Um, and they, it's, they're not upping prices or anything. So like I could, I still, if someone accepts my offer, I could still get a fish lawn ticket for next Saturday for $65 rather than $180. Like it's on on StubHub. So yeah, it's worth it. So listeners, cash or trade, (laughs) great community, really ash, cash or grash. Keep your fingers crossed for me, because uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, you'll all get to hear about it. Where where are they doing it at? What's Where's the show? It's now called Ameris Bank Amphitheater, but it's what we used to know as Verizon Wireless. Oh. We'll just go yeah. park at, like, freaking, uh, what's that park? Um, North Will's Point park. Mall. Yeah, go park I at North Point Mall. I don't need to Point park. I can... And you can just hear it's it. A, it's a seven dollar lift ride for me so if anything i can just like go saturday night hit the lot and see if anyone's trying to give away tickets but i don't want to like one deal with scalpers two have to like deal with the chance that like i don't get anything and i have to go home uh so it's either i get a ticket or i watch the live stream fair well i hope you get a ticket i hope uh i hope that weird website um, which will post it in the chat. Go to kissfish.ru. Um, I didn't know it with hyperlink <laughs> <laughs> to get a ticket, but uh, yeah, welcome, welcome to the Hawaiian shirt family, Sean. We're we're finally Ooh, happy you. to have you. Aloha. Uh, I will, I will be getting goodbye. <laughs> many more. Uh, this it's this was the best. Uh, next to fish, 
potentially. This is the best sixty-five dollars I've ever spent. Wow. It's hey, that's a good great. price. That's a good price. It, it fits great. It's breathable. It's so comfortable. Very nice. I, I look good. So I'm having fun. <laughs> look good. I'm having fun. Folks, if you're listening, check my Instagram, Sean M. Barry. My most recent picture is me wearing it. Mm, Sean Thurstrap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flipping um, a big hunk of meat. We... Sitting on the beach from old. <laughs> <laughs> Live. From the beach from old. It's <laughs> radish. A beach that makes you old. <laughs> Have you seen that I yet, I can't John? wait to see that. Uh, what can't, have you seen? No, I haven't. Haven't. I, I well, hopefully will this week. I can't wait to see it. It looks so fun. Are you going to do so an, strange. an old Green Knight double feature? Is that what? If that, only that were possible. Uh, but old, Green Knight takes precedence. Fair. Old Green Knight was my favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 1666 of Radish. Just kidding. It's just 166. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it makes sense that it would be 666. Actually, you know what? There's no correlation between that and cryptids. It's cryptid week on Radish. Everybody's favorite week where uh, we all bring cryptids to talk about in our show and tell. Um, it's like Shark Week, but more degenerate. Yeah, yeah, exa- right up our alley, right? Um, yeah. We are finishing the episode off. I'm super excited with an entire cryptid tournament. Um, it's going to be very detailed. We're going to get really into it. Um, but we're going to start off with some news that isn't cryptid. We're going to ease into it, but it's hilarious news nonetheless. Uh, my name is Tyler... Oh, oh, sorry. I, was... <laughs> I, I started. I heard news, and I panicked, and I was like, "Tyler's not gonna let me hit the jingle." But then you said your name, and I'm, I'm just go ahead. Just go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks, Will. I'm sorry. I got uh, so excited with the new the new. <laughs> the news is good. You guys guys aren't prepared for this. Uh, but my name is Tyler. Uh, Kiss me by Sixpence None the Richer make. <laughs> it's a great song. It is. It's a great name. Right. I, I'm yeah. Will. Will How Bizarre. <laughs> Another great song. What is that? How bizarre! How bizarre! Oh yeah, Who band is that? OMC. I've never heard of. I don't. I know how bizarre. I just always is, assumed it was Sugar Ray. What does OMC stand for? Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> OMC stands for. Oh man. Uh, the full name. <laughs> Go ahead. The Otara Millionaires Club. It is a tongue-in-cheek reference to Otara's status as one of the poorest suburbs in Auckland, New Zealand. Oh. Well. All right. How bizarre. Great song. <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh, Baker's Dushon. Uh Oof. Again, not going with a, a, a track or an album, but did y'all know back in 2017, Fish did 13 nights straight at Madison Square Garden and did not repeat a single song in any of those sets? Jesus. Well, they only and played like the 20 s- songs. <laughs> and all, <laughs> that's just, <laughs> all the sets really were named easy. after like donut flavors, which they were handing out to the audience uh, each night. Um, and it is my goal before the end of 2021, if I do not get sick of this band, which seems we're, we're about 65% there, but I want to <laughs> listen to all the Baker's Dozen shows. Um, 
you can listen to a smattering of uh, the best tracks or, or what you know the band has chosen on Spotify now. And uh, Rogue, very good. How long's each show? Like three, four hours? It's a, yeah, like three and a half hours or so. They don't oh, stop. Man. It's thirteen they, days no, they and do ta- nights. <laughs> they take fifteen minute <laughs> breaks between sets. That's 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 bull. I can go three hours at work without taking a fifteen minute break. You're telling me that Fish, who probably doesn't work during the daytime, <laughs> they're up there what... on the, the stage and it's hot and they have to think a lot to play those jams. I don't think so. I sound like a Sean bot. <laughs> yep, that's Sean bot, our favorite cryptid. Uh, <laughs> let's hop into the news. Play it now. Oh, can I put the music? Yeah. My grind. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> So the news is the first cool sport to be added to the Olympics in since they began and the first literal uh, games of skateboarding, um, a dude is going to end up on ridiculousness. He, <laughs> uh, I actually watched his live. It was hilarious. Um, they have to do basically this part of the, the games. They have to go and go off this pretty big jump and do like a move and they're going to be graded on their move. Um, and this guy j- made the jump, did not stick the landing, I guess landed on an oil slick and slid 10 feet crotch first into a pole. Um, Eat a banana peel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so congratulations to this skateboarder for getting uh, the first crotch shot of the Olympics. Yeah, We should say his name. Say his yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, Angelo Navarez uh, from uh, Peru. Nar- Narve- Narvaez from Peru. Uh, yeah, I just feel bad that everyone's going to know him as the crotch. <laughs> I have put a picture of it up on the stream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moments before impact. He really hits this pole. He does. I think it... I just noticed that he's not like wearing a helmet or anything. And I feel like the Olympics are... I understand like... <laughs> Pro skaters, like, they go out without helmets and pads and they do all that. But, like, I feel like if you're, like, broadcasting this internationally across the world and you're trying to, like, say, hey, skateboarding is cool and fun and you're trying to, like, promote it to kids, you should be like Tony Hawk and, like, Andy McDonald and, like, wear pads and helmets. But I I understand it's not if it's not your thing. Oh. I was thinking Andy McDowell. And I was like, when did the lady from Twister go to start skateboarding? (laughs) No, uh, this is when I revealed that I'm like real deep into skater lore, and uh, I'm okay. really rooting for Lizzie Armanto. And uh, I've heard he's not the best guy, but Nigel Houston. I hope uh, they both pull uh, gold for the U.S. This this uh, already this already happened. Uh, so I, I will no, not not confirm nor deny who won it. Um, Nigel Nigel was fantastic. He's he's great. Nigel's he's a pro- he's incredible. Yeah, there were there were twenty skateboarders, and nineteen of them didn't wear helmets. The only one to wear a helmet was under eighteen years old, and he had to wear it. So That's they all, yeah, they all decided not to wear helmets for some reason, or cups. I mean, from the look of it, this guy he walked away, right? Like, I yeah, guess he got just up. like with the sport. Yeah, I wish I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before, so I want it on record. If I ever greeted like a genie, or ever like I was granted one wish. That wish would be, I wish I were really good at skateboarding. I wish really? I were like Tony Hawk, really? confident, 
good at one skateboarding. Wish that's your whole wish. world. That's you my could wish. change I, the world. You could do anything. My, I, I think <laughs> skateboarding oh. is such a beautiful sport. I think it's mesmerizing to watch. It is. If I could do that, but you can, it. It, <laughs> you can learn it. You can learn it. I'm if you 20, had I'm money, almost, which you could also do other things with. <laughs> if I'm al- I'm almost thirty years old. There's no way I could. If I could learn skateboarding and be good at skateboarding without being injured, uh, critically often, <laughs> that'd be great. Sorry, that's, my wife has tuberculosis. She would have been okay, but Sean used his one wish on being good at skateboarding. <laughs> I don't know your wife. You can also cure tuberculosis nowadays. Well, she has tuberculosis. <laughs> okay, moving. let's move the hypothetical back. If three wishes, third wish is going to be good at skateboarding. The first two is, you know, goodwill for all humankind. and Two penises. Uh, second wish is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not where you'd blo- think they'd be <laughs> too much blood loss uh, second wish would be um, uh, uh, for Sean Evans to lose his job third wish Jesus. Uh, this is job? yeah <laughs> hot ones you're gonna needs s- a better host hot you're gonna ones, smite them down with the power of God but you're yeah, gonna hot- just it's a great make concept. find a new terrible job. host Worst, I think Sean Evans should be uh, somewhere where he just emails people and does not have to talk Damn, I've I've, yeah. I've watched Hot Ones. I do not understand the hatred of Sean Evans. He's the worst. I hate him. He's fine. Worst Sean. Worst Sean. <laughs> I'm gonna find a worst Sean here. Worst Sean. Don't say it's a picture of me. It's <laughs> it's Hannity by a mile. But... Oh, yes, oh of course. it sure is. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Make sure the guy who eats hot wings with celebrities loses his job. <laughs> the guy who. Not the guy who made your grandparents racist. <laughs> Forgot about Hannity. All right. Back to the Second. news at hand. Back to the news at hand. A hilarious really crotch shot ball. at the Olympics. Yeah, he hit it pretty hard. Um, but hey, got up, took it like a champ. No, did he? I haven't seen the whole... I've Yo, he, yeah, he bounced back up. He finished, he finished the... the uh, the run. Finished, yeah, the whole run. Uh, well, the all okay. of the rounds, yeah, the heat. Um, it's a gorgeous skate park. I regret not watching it, um, but I'll catch it's it. It's on Peacock. Yeah, I'll check it out on Peacock. I was watching a future show and tell on Peacock last night instead of watching the skateboarding. <laughs> He's going to talk about um, Boss Baby again. No, I won't. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it is slightly related to Boss Baby. We'll get to that later. Oh, no. Undercover Boss Baby. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's move on to show and tells. I just think they're neat. They're really neat this week because it's my favorite week of the year. Um, I don't know why we do this more often. Uh, we're we're talking about cryptids. Where it wouldn't we're... be special. Yeah, we that's keep true. Find it. I feel like we've gone through all of them. Oh. Oh no. oh no! We no, we've no, dug no. deep this week. Okay. <laughs> we did we did dig dig kind of deep, but at least Will did. I, I surely did. Um, I did too. Hey, yeah, Sean did too. Um, the last time I copped out and I did MLB mascots, which was uh, fun. Yeah. Um, oh but, yeah, everyone yeah. give Sean credit. <laughs> did the no, assignment. It's been a... <laughs> um, 
Who's first on who's first on, on the, the magic list that that's up on our Twitch channel? Uh twitch.tv slash indie source twitch. Um Sean is up first on the Woo! on the on the dock. So, like I said, I got, you know, creative with it. I uh, tried to find a connection between fish and cryptids. There is not one. Um, <laughs> as far as I could tell. Cryptids uh, attend so, their show. That's for sure. Most likely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so instead, I looked up French cryptids, and I thought I'd share with you both my findings. Um, so the first I want to get into is uh, a cryptid called Dufon. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. And it is that's French a sounds D-U- funny to me. You can la- you don't have to apologize. Okay, it's, it's, it sounds funny. Uh, D u p h o n. And looking it up, you will immediately see just a picture of an owl holding a sword. Oh my god! Hell yeah! I'm all in. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the Dufon is an avian creature found in the Haute Alpe region of France, where it is said to braid horses' manes, pinch young women. And cause mischief and mayhem. Dang. Uh, the it's first like recorded sighting of the Dufon was in 1820 by French Baron Jean-Charles Francois de La Doucette in his work Histoire Antiquité Usage Dilect des Hautes Alpes. Um, French really haven't gotten the the the, the fucking titles down. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, but John's putting the French on blast here. <laughs> they smell. <laughs> it's Whack. believed that they were inspired by eagle owls, which is apparently in Eurasia the largest species of owl. And it's likely that its grand size led to French locals creating a supernatural mythos uh, around its presence. Um, that's the Dufon. But what uh, made it horny is the question. Just the fact that what? it's a French? Well, it's, it's pinching women and... Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a, 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 a Pepe Le Pew. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? Uh, we got okay. I'm gonna save that one for last. Uh, there's the gargouille, um, which we know as gargoyles, uh, uh, a dragon from the legend of Saint Romanus of Rouen. Uh, the monster. I'm really. I'm gonna ham it up on the French accent tonight with these. Uh, the, the monster hell? does not <laughs> figure into the older account of the saint's life being recorded the first time in 1394. Uh, it's it's just it's a dragon that you see constantly on the side of gothic architecture buildings including as we all know uh the cathedral de notre dame uh was that in the movie the hunchback the little guys that talked to quasi well, yeah but they were dragons are they dragons no, they weren't dragons but like those are they're just known as gargoyles well yeah yeah okay. yeah and of course there's the disney series gargoyles oh which, man um, don't give me don't we can't get started on that <laughs> and tyler i found this one specifically for you oh. uh there's avion uh love it already. avian humanoids are a common motif in mythology folklore and popular fiction the term avion usually refers to an alleged alien species mm. i'm reading i should say i'm reading from cryptids.fandom.com and that's yep. cryptids with a z uh, <laughs> they couldn't get the regular domains. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't. They really had to like legitimize themselves. Uh, in 1962, on a desolate stretch of French road, a businessman claimed to have encountered a gang of 
aggressive bird-like beings, which not only blocked his car, but allegedly attacked him. (laughs) The first account of this utterly unique close encounter was published in 1968 in the volume 14, number six, November, December issue of flying saucer review. I think I got that. The report came from a man who was described at the time as a young researcher from the Southern part of France named Lionel Trigano. According to Trigano, the witness was a solidly built man in his 50s who ran an important garage in Ejo, France. <laughs> uh, basically, these avions are like bird men. Nice. That's it. They're, yeah, uh, type alien first sighting ancient Sumeria. <laughs> 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 Last sighting, 1962, Habitat, Va, France. Sumeria was the first civilization that had writing, so presumably they were all over the place before then, which just couldn't write crap down and say, hey, bird people. <laughs> right. So in 1962, you get uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Trigano writing, one evening in November 1962, I was driving along a minor departmental road in Val. It was a dark night and raining in Provence. So that was driving with my full lights on. Wow. I'm really, I'm, I'm trying to give you like the, the full, like, you know, radio play. Appreciate uh, it. It's very good. Yeah. There's a word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my window was down and I was leaned my head out slightly <laughs> to see what was the matter. It was that I saw beasts, some sort of bizarre animals with the heads of birds and covered with some sort of plumage <laughs> which were hurling themselves from two sides towards my car. Um, uh, yeah, so we've got Avion, which are just these uh, birdmen that were apparently attacking this man's car uh, f- nearly 60 years ago. Um, nice. Yeah, that's, that's the Avion. Uh, the French apparently are not as into cryptids as Americans are. I do see we can get back to it later, but there is just a picture of a European wild man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, wait, no. I'm so sorry. I know I'm going so long and I'm breaking my vow that I made weeks ago, but I have to talk about the Barbagazzi. Barbagazzi. <laughs> the Barbagazzi are a type of gnome from Swiss folklore. Uh, oh, if you no. don't know, there's no Swiss, Swiss language. It's either French or German or a, a mixture of both. Yeah. A, a type of gnome from Swiss folklore. They reside in the mountainous regions between France and Switzerland, the Alps. <laughs> the name is probably a corruption of Barb, uh, glacé, mm. meaning frozen beards. So they're just like men with large feet and frozen beards we got like a yeti situation <laughs> of like huge feet ice men um and they're called nice. the babagatsi uh which is uh quite nice uh a babagatsi stands more than one feet tall and weighs about five pounds so oh, we perfect. may have a yule hat so you can you can throw one yeah perfect for punting most definitely you can grind by the foot and just kind of hurl them <laughs> down the mountainside and they were pointy like a, hats like a... so it's aerodynamic just throw it like a football that, that's oh yeah. i Tyler, I hate to break uh, your speed. There's no pointy hat. It's oh. just hair all the way down. But then, how do they know it's a gnome? <laughs> they just oh, that's true. I don't know. Um, it's just they're short. They're five feet tall, one feet tall, um, and they have <laughs> five, gigantic five feet. King. 
<laughs> They're about the size of Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could throw Joe Rogan. Yeah. Well, I'm next on the list. So, uh, I actually, I was going to bring a different uh, cryptid this week. But today I went to the Herd Museum in Phoenix, Arizona, which is uh, all about Native American folklore and art and stuff like that. And I saw a lot of depictions of my cryptid that I brought this week, uh, the Thunderbird, which honestly is a pretty widespread um, cryptid. Or, I mean, it's really just kind of like folklore right in in these indigenous tribes from alaska all the way down the pacific to the to the southwest um and actually it's not just localized in the united states in the kanto region they call it sanda or zapdos um (laughs) the kanto (laughs) you got me with that i was like kanto region (laughs) Um, I mean, in, in, in actuality, it was inspiration for all of the large birds in Pokemon, uh, especially the uh, the Ho-Oh bird in the first episode, um, because it's just a, a huge bird that that is is known for uh, clapping its wings, and that creates thunder, and it also sheds rain off of its back. Uh, it's what a lot of um, uh, tribes have, uh, you know, stories just kind of correlating that with. Uh, how weather's created and, and crazy storms and stuff like that. In fact, there's a lot of stories where this giant bird is fighting other mythological giant creatures like a whale in the ocean uh, that's like humongous and, and stuff like that. So um, I think that the these stories were the original kaiju stories. Um, the Thunderbird was, was the OG kaiju. I mean, it was humongous. Uh People out there would also find in uh, igneous rock geodisks, or not geodisks, uh, geodes that they'd split open, see all these crazy minerals inside. They call it thunder eggs, uh, which are like the eggs of the thunderbirds, uh, which is pretty cool. They look pretty cool. Uh, there is one reported attack of a thunderbird in Lawndale, Illinois in 1977, where a boy was attacked by two giant thunderbirds, and one w- and, and, and one of them flung the boy 30 feet. And it was it was uh, written down as, as a Thunderbird attack. Uh, also in 1890. Yeah, sure. In 1890, <laughs> apparently two cowboys shot and killed a Thunderbird. They dragged it into town. It was featherless. It had a crocodile head. And that 100% was a pterodactyl and not a Thunderbird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that is the other recorded <laughs> incident of a of a uh, they of killed a the last pterodactyl. They <laughs> <laughs> did, um, but yeah. So that that's the Thunderbird. Um, really, more I guess of like a myth than than a, than a cryptid. But who are we to to decide? That's a cryptid. I guess so. It was yeah, on. It killed one. It was on cryptids dot uh fandom so cryptids with a z that's where i got all of this information as well it's a hot url <laughs> i thought you were gonna talk about the ford car so that's why uh, the, the, shit, the no, stream that's a nice is because it's hard to find too yeah there's not many of them on the market i mean i also it went through kind of a, a bad period in like the the 90s when it came back so that's kind of maybe why it's yeah the the thunderbird bird uh also hard to find and and uh but uh, when it came back in the 70s, it had kind of a similar issue. Uh, there's one Pokemon who's who's straight up based on... It's not Zapdos. It's one of the newer ones who looks like the 
the more like Native American image of the Thunderbird. Oh, it's the it's the Galarian Zapdos. No, 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 no. It's like it's a different, uh, a different bird. Zatu, X A. That's not new. That's from the second generation. Is it? Yeah. N- yeah, Zat- Natu and Zatu. Okay. Well, never mind. I, th- I saw it and I was like, oh, that's a new one. Sorry for gatekeeping Pokemon, but... Yeah, I, I never I never caught him, so... <laughs> Fair. Fair. Can I talk about an, uh, another kaiju where a kaiju, a kaiju battle was spotted in the ocean? <laughs> yes. All right. I'm going to talk about <laughs> Trunko. <laughs> it's... Uh, a, a cryptid that I think uh, an a, a elementary school class got to name <laughs> uh, spotted off the coast of South Africa uh, they described it as a fish like polar bear fighting two whales in the ocean it was the size of a whale it was covered in white fur and had a trunk and he was fighting two killer whales so Trunko there was no, <laughs> there was no, there was no record of Trunko for years and years <laughs> Until 2010, uh, they found a photograph uh, from 1924 of Trunko. They found four photographs. There's only four of them in existence. And honest to God, this thing looks like hell on earth. It looks like a giant whale covered in white fur with a trunk. I don't know what it is. Uh, the the pre- the prevailing theory is that it's a washed up whale carcass. That's what <laughs> these things always are. That doesn't expect the same. The fact that it, it jumped twenty feet out of the water and fought two killer whales, <laughs> and lots of people saw this. <laughs> so, Trunko is classified as something. Uh, it's the it's the official marine biology term for a undetermined biomass that washes up on the coast because this happens every <laughs> now and then. What is that term? No idea. UFB. All right, it's globster. <laughs> I was gonna guess Grundle, so that was that was pretty, <laughs> pretty close. close. It's a globster. Is the it's a it's a globby lobster. That's uh, what and they wash up. <laughs> That's what they Glob called me in high school gym class. <laughs> hey, Globster, <laughs> get over here. There's there's a bunch of notable Globsters about every, you know, there's there's one in 2003, this Chilean blob. Uh, they all end up being whale carcasses oh. uh, because they just, you know, die and wash up on the coast. And people are like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Globster. But <laughs> Trunko is the only one that has a proper noun. The rest are like the Nantucket blob, the Chilean blob, the New Zealand globster. Trunko gets his own little name. <laughs> and lore. You got to and fight two, two fucking orcas. Jeez. Which is sick. They watch seals like hundreds of feet in the air. So Trunko well, tr- was pretty strong. Trunko went on record as jumping 20 feet out of the water. <laughs> And he fought. It wasn't like a hey, what was that over there? It was like he fought these two killer whales for three hours. <laughs> That's enough time to like go get your camera equipment. Yeah, um, that's great. So yeah, it's crazy. I wish I wish Trunko's descendants the best. I hope they're still out there fighting whale. I, I guess Trunko lost, which is, is kind of sad. <laughs> that is true. Can Trunko be another unofficial mascot of Radish? Yeah, Trunko Trunko definitely makes the short list. Trunko also laid on the beach for 10 days and no scientist did anything about it. He had a warrior's rest. 
Okay. <laughs> Leave him. He's tired. <laughs> <laughs> he can finally rest now. He thought he was going to get up and go back in the ocean like Godzilla. He just never did. <laughs> hey, who's saying he still might not? The scientist should have left him. He could have woken up thousands of years from now and returned to the ocean. It did say he was on the beach for 10 days. It didn't say they took him in after 10 days. It just said <laughs> he was true. gone after 10 days. <laughs> Trunko, if you're out there, <laughs> just do a solar beam towards the sky for us. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag bring uh, Trunko on Radish. Trunko yeah. for Radish. <laughs> oh, that's great. Someone um, Trunko. Hung on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Mal, Mal in the chat says he was asleep. Yes. <laughs> He's sleepy. Trunko needs rest. Just a, just a sleepy boy. Trunko tired. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he has a child's voice. <laughs> Trunko. Trunko also was uh, was in Sumer or or whatever it was Sumeria. I, I believe Sumer Sumer is the the civilization. Sumerian is the the people. Um, we're moving into uh, phase four of today's podcast. Uh, have something super exciting uh, planned for uh, topping off Cryptid Week. We have an official. <laughs> That's the most that's the most shock jockey thing I do is play the <laughs> cheesing on my peony song. <laughs> it is. We need to up the we need to up it, uh, honestly. But uh we louder. have the the yeah, just play it louder and more often. So we have the cryptozoological tournament of champions. I'm calling it the uh, the cryptid tournament arc. So uh, think any tournament arc in any of your favorite anime or manga, um, or you know actual fighting sports competitions that do this sort of thing. Um, the Olympics, <laughs> like the Olympics. Uh, this is actually kind of the Olympics of cryptids. But yep. um, so we have we have four brackets, and it's it's like elimination. So one gets in a fight, the other gets in a fight. The winners of those battles go to fight each other, and then the winner winners of those battles fight each other in the final so uh we've got eight different cryptids today i picked like the the top um cryptids that are out there um so why don't we jump in we're gonna jump in with uh with round one here so i have some stats on each of the fighters i'm gonna read off the stats i'm gonna read off where they're fighting they're all fighting in a specific battlefield so we have to you know take into account that uh we're going to (laughs) we're going to um Come up with some, like, a la Spike TV, come up with some just kind of what the battle might play out like, and then we're going to come out with a winner. So, uh, let's start off with round one. Round one, we have Mothman versus the Jersey Devil. So, <laughs> I don't know what a hockey player is going to do against Mothman. <laughs> <gasps> um, so, Mothman, for those who don't know, Will, actually, you brought Mothman as as uh, one of your cryptid As my date. Yeah, and as your date. Hi, Moth Mothman. Uh, so, Mothman is a bipedal winged humanoid from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So, mansion territory. Resembles more of an <laughs> owl man than a Mothman. And he's got, like, dark coloration with glowing red eyes. Size-wise, we're looking at seven feet tall. He's got a, wing- he's got a wingspan of ten feet. 
physical abilities, he has a hundred miles per hour flight speed. That's Ooh. he was clocked at flying at a hundred miles per hour. Was um, he? Was he? Well, that's top speed. We're not saying he zips around hundred miles saying, per hour. What are the odds they clocked him at exactly a hundred? They might have yeah. rounded. They might have rounded. You never know. You never. Have you ever flown? Do you have wings? I can't. It's HIPAA violation. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, illegal for you to ask Will that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for each fighter, I should also say that I came up with a special attack and a special ability. So we have to take these into account for the fights. Mothman's special attack is a Mothman missile where he shoots at (laughs) you at, at 100 miles per hour. So keep that into account. His special ability is the Aura of Dread. This is canon. <laughs> Mothman That's... takes one look at you and you, you just feel awful. It's he's like that uh um what's that uh that character you love from from One Piece? The Beach My first wife. Oh, Perona. Perona. Yeah, Perona. Yeah, and like the Beach from Old. <laughs> the Beach from Old. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Mothman. The Jersey Devil is a winged bipedal horse with claws for arms, fangs, bat wings and a serpent tail out of Pine Barrens, New Jersey. So we're talking Cory Booker territory. <laughs> with Lord... <laughs> makes, makes it sound like he couldn't afford New York. <laughs> um, uh, he's got Lord dating back to the 1700s. This is an old motherfucker. Uh, size, horse. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Physical abilities, horse strength. Uh, also sharp claws and fangs also flight uh, can't fly at 100 miles per hour though special attack flamethrower it can shoot flames from its mouth and its special ability is all of its horse kicks deal critical damage so keeping all of this into account the first round is taking uh, taking place on the Trenton New Jersey downtown sky, uh, skyline at night this is where this battle's taking place so we got Mothman, Jersey Devil. How does this battle play out? Who we got? I got Mothman. I'm feeling Mothman, absolutely. Really? Yeah. If it's if it's in the air, it doesn't matter how hard you can kick. You cannot keep up with a Mothman missile. That's <laughs> yeah. true. You got the Mothman have you seen, missile. Have you seen Mothman's ass? No. Yes. <laughs> what? You should look it up. It's a, it's it's a powerful ass. I. I've got Mothman over Jersey Devil any day. The Mothman can, like, control weather, as far as I remember. What? Okay, that, that, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> I got all this I, from, from Cryptids with a Z, and nowhere no, the did Mothman's, The Mothman's a harbinger of doom. He always shows up when, like, a bridge is about to collapse. I don't think he makes okay. the bridge collapse, though. Yeah, I might be pulling from the Adventure Zone here. Uh, I thought the Mothman could, the Mothman could control weather. I'm still no. going Mothman, man. Okay. I, I feel like Jersey, like as as much as the as like New Jerseyans like make themselves out to be. I feel like most of the other states could take them, and when it yeah, comes Sean's to West got... Virginia, especially Mothman, mm-hmm. he's got Mountain Dew strength. <laughs> he's got Mountain. Yeah, Dew. Sean's got. Sean's got a point here, and that all of these stats are probably from someone from New Jersey. So, grain mm. of salt. That's true. Yeah. That's and true. also, I remember watching the episode of The Scariest Places on Earth, where they, you know, go in and investigate the Jersey Devil. And it's just like this little demon child born from a witch in the Jersey woods. You don't know where the Mothman was born. Man. 
The Mothman is from Cleveland. He moved to West Virginia. <laughs> Get the hell out of there. He was like, Guardians, and he got out of there. Um, all right, so <laughs> round one is going to Mothman. Fair. Totally well, fair. Good. I ha- his ass crack is on the stream. Perfect. Powerful. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's West Virginia's ass. Um, (laughs) Round two, we have the Wendigo versus El Chupacabra. So starting with the Chupacabra, it's a bipedal reptilian creature with green skin, large red eyes from the southwestern U.S. and Mexico, known for fucking up some livestock. It goes into farms. It drains all of the livestock of its blood. Um, Size? Four feet tall. Little guy. Fast, though. He's a little fast guy. Physical abilities? Razor sharp claws. He's got sharp fangs for puncturing and porcupine spines. And he has the agility of a wild dog. So, throwing that out So, basically a a spiky dog. A spiky dog. Yeah, spiky reptilian dog uh, that sucks blood. His special attack is kind of like a leaping lunge and, like, latches onto your neck to, like, drink your blood. And if he drinks your blood, he replenishes his health. So, gotta watch out for that. Keep him, keep him at a distance. The Wendigo. You guys familiar with the Wendigo? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I've seen Hannibal twice. Uh, that's not a Wendigo. <laughs> it is a Wendigo. <laughs> that's a man. No, um, that's a... That's a... Okay, we'll, we'll get... There's, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, Americanization between the Algonquin tra- yes. tradition of the Wendigo and what's on TV as the Wendigo. There, you can trace back the the horned Wendigo back to Pet Cemetery, pretty much. Uh, that's that's fair. That's okay, fair. so I think I've got the Algonquin Wendigo. It's a cannibalistic spirit, uh, spirit with the sunken face. It's got fangs and claws, an insatiable hunger for humans. They're also known to possess humans and cause them to be cannibalistic. They're a little more ghostly than the deer monster that right. kind of got popular. It's it yeah. looks like a guy. It looks like a guy yeah. with like sunken in just like yeah. looks looks like a ghost. Um, like I said, folklore comes comes from the Algonquin speaking tribes of the Great Lakes and the Great Plains. Um, the size is a dude. Physical abilities: he can phase like Danny Phantom, and he's got <laughs> claws and fangs that rip and tear. Special you walk attack: walls disappear and fly. <laughs> Much more unique than the other guys. His special <laughs> attack is an invisible slash, whatever that means. And his special ability, <laughs> direct direct hits leave curse damage. So, those are, those, all the way. Those are the fights. Yeah. The battlefield is an old western town chapel graveyard. Oh, Wendigo. Wendigo. All really? The yeah. yeah the, the Chupacabra is just like a little dog. I just imagine it's like the little... Taco Bell Chihuahua on too much fire sauce. No chance Dang. against the Wendigo. Even if you, with its, if its, you, its... Sorry, go ahead, Will. He's doing curse damage. If he does a punch at right the right time, Black Flash. That's <laughs> how so that works. Yeah, but if the Chupacabra latches on to the Wendigo and drains it of its life force, that's He that's could possess another guy. It's not uh, livestock. Hey. The Wendigo's a, a, a man of some sort. Yeah. If the Wendigo was a cow... No chance, no. but the Same. Wendigo is is some kind of ghost ghostly man. Okay, and fine. I feel like it's been in the Mer- in the Americas longer than the Chupacabra. We're going back to age, like like that makes a difference. Um, I'm going back to okay. precedence. I'm going back to seniority. Fair. 
All right. So first first two matches were blowouts. Hopefully this next one is a little more uh, a little more um, even. So round three, big we've... Bigfoot versus Goku. <laughs> <laughs> round three, we have Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, versus the Kraken. So starting with Nessie, obviously the name of the Loch Ness monster, located in its namesake in Scotland, Nessie Lake. Um, <laughs> for this tournament. <laughs> For this tournament, we're going with because there's two. There's different. I mean, different interpretations of Nessie. One is a sea serpent. One is more of a plesiosaur. We're going with the plesiosaur variant for the fight. Classic. Um, yeah. So it's it's got rubbery gray skin. It's got small horns. It is 20 feet long from tip to tail. Its physical abilities are it's a very adept swimmer. It's got dinosaur strength, strong neck for whipping around. Its special attack. Is a battering ram torpedo. Another torpedo. So Mothman um, leaned on that in his his fight. So it's the most complicated old man at any retirement home. <laughs> yeah. uh, special ability: sustained health. It lived forever, so it has some sort of health uh, benefit there. Next, we have the Kraken, which is a legendary sea monster that terrorized ships off the coasts of Norway to Greenland. Fun fact about the Kraken. The first appearance in any manga was the 13th century Icelandic saga. Was Iceland was the first one to come up with the Kraken. So, um, why did you say manga? <laughs> we're we're um, we are we're nerfing the Kraken a little bit because there's some stories of the Kraken where they're like bigger than pirate ships. We're going with the size of a large yeah. colossal squid. Yeah, 40 feet from tip to, to longest tentacle is what we're going for for this Kraken. It's physical abilities. It's got eight crack, uh, eight tentacles. It's got eight cracks. It's eight, got eight ass cracks. <laughs> <laughs> you thought the Mothman's ass was powerful? Just wait till you see the back ends of the Kraken. All eight. So it's got eight tentacles with hooks. So special attack. Got like a boa constrictor. Friend of the show. <laughs> and um. Special ability, uh, tentacle defense. So we've got the Kraken versus uh, Nessie. The battlefield is an underwater pirate ship graveyard. So you're shaking I, your head like this is one-sided. This is this is no question. Okay. I, I'm waiting for Will to go. Nessie is a freshwater animal. <laughs> if we're going underwater pirate ship, Nessie is going to be all kinds of messed well, up from being on, in salt water. Yeah. You get a plesiosaur this next is, to this this giant squid monster. Nessie doesn't even, have a, doesn't even have a chance. This is Nessie is by all account for all intents and purposes a gentle, just docile creature. Kraken takes down entire boats. So is and, Isabel, and she's in Smash. No, yeah. Knowing what we do think, about cephalopods, uh. Fucking Kraken's got it in the bag, no doubt. Okay, I I vote Kraken, but I think that if Nessie formed a bond with Millie Bobby Brown and then she <laughs> was in danger, I think it could really mess up the Kraken. But I'm still going Kraken. Okay, you All you right. ever see a, a human man on uh, drinking Kraken rum as well as uh, graciously included in our uh, the Twitch stream? <laughs> Responsible this week. You get you get some Kraken and some Sprite. You're done for. Gotcha. All right. Punch a hole in a car. 
So, so <laughs> just as a reminder, we've got... We're getting tased out of there. Winner of round one, we got Mothman. Winner of round two, we've got the Wendigo. Winner of round three, we've got the Kraken. Final round of the preliminary rounds, round four, we've got Bigfoot versus Yeti. So Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, a bipedal ape man, lives in the forests of the U.S. and Canada. Nine feet tall, feet length, two feet. It's got big feet, size at least 30. Um, Physical abilities, gorilla strength. And modern human cognition, uh, which you wouldn't think would be a good tool to have, but, but... but Bigfoot, Bigfoot does. Checks Twitter. Are we, are we talking like Harry and the Hendersons Bigfoot, or is this like no? We're talking. We're talking uh, that uh, um, beef jerky Bigfoot. Okay, messing with Sasquatch. Messing with Sasquatch. Um, special. Yeah. Special attack. Bigfoot charged kick. He's like charge. <laughs> um, special ability camouflage. He can camouflage really, really well. Uh, next we got the yet yeah because it's hard to get a picture of him. That's where I got that from. So, Shrug or he's really fast. No, I'm listening, Tyler. <laughs> I'm just like this is gonna be Go another one sided. All right, we got a yeti, yeah. also known as the abominable snowman, also a bipedal ape man, but he lives in the Himalayan mountain ranges of Asia. He's eight feet tall. His physical abilities are bear strength. He's got claws and fangs and thick skin and fur. Special attack: polar bear strength. Um, we're talking Trunko strength here and special ability heightened defense from all his thick, thick, uh, thick fur and skin. So this is a good one. The fight, the this battlefield is, is the Northern Canadian taiga. It's a wooded area, but it's also got a lot of snow. So a fine choice for this bout. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good, Tyler. I'm feeling Yeti. I'm feeling, I, I think the Yeti has... I've never seen a bear in a gorilla fight, and I hope never to. Um, but I feel like the Yeti's got some kind of advantage, and with like more claws and uh, fangs, I feel like he can do more damage. To uh, even though the Bigfoot's got some uh, camouflage, and the Bigfoot charged kick. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm thinking Bigfoot's got it on the on the offense and on the survival skills here, but I think Yeti beats him in the long game. Yeah. You think this battle will draw pretty long? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to fight for like seven days. <laughs> uh, 13 days and nights, the length of a fish show. Um, <laughs> this is how long they fought. All right. They're going to fight for one fish song. I'm I think feeling, I'm feeling Yeti. I, I think the Yeti yeah. comes out stronger here. Going from seniority, I know the, um, I feel like Yeti got more, uh, cryptozoological, zoo- zoological, you got it, zoological, uh, zoological <laughs> attractions, um, early on, apart from Bigfoot, and I, I feel like the Yeti just, like, I, I feel like he takes it, I feel like he's got, like, seniority, just kind of, like, master over student. Wow. Here. Are we... Just a point of information, are we talking Matterhorn or Everest Yeti in terms of Disney animatronics? <laughs> Disney. Or, yeah, Disney. <laughs> That's... No, they're both, both Disney, combined, right? They do the, they do the, uh, the fusion say... No, no, no. Okay, um, that, we'll, that'll... We'll, we'll go with Matterhorn. Di- the, the Everest okay. one is, is OP. Way too OP. It, it is. It, it can punch a hole in the earth. I was going to say, I thought <laughs> the Everest one it, doesn't work. 
Well, it hasn't because it cracked the foundation of the ride when it was nice. on. <laughs> it got it got sentient for a bit there, and it chased Joe Rody. It turned it off. <laughs> um, before we move on to the next round, as soon as this battle finishes, a new challenger approaches. Like Smash Bros, new challenger approaches. We have Skunk Ape entering the battle. Uh, bonus fight for the Yeti before it moves on to the next round. <laughs> I love this because basically what Skunk Ape is doing is cashing in his money in the bank briefcase at the best yeah. possible time. <laughs> so Skunk Ape, for those who don't know, is Bigfoot's crazy cousin from Florida. It's a bipedal ape that uh, is in the Florida Evergr- Everglades and smells like shit. It's the size of Bigfoot without the feet and it's more unhinged. Physical abilities are it knows karate for some reason. Special attack, it has a devastating drop kick. And its special ability is a stink cloud that does poison damage. The battlefield is a swamp. So the uh, Yeti... I'm going to post a picture of the skunk ape in the chat. The skunk ape, I posted a picture of the Disney World Yeti. The skunk ape, this is an actual photograph that looks like <laughs> an animatronic. It's so funny. And canon, the skunk ape does no karate. So keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. Horrifying. I love him so much. I'm, I'm going skunk ape. <laughs> I'm also I'm also feeling Skunk Ape. I feel like the Yeti uh, and Sasquatch both have like very tranquil lives. They're very they like know. learned warriors. But I feel like Skunk Ape. Ape has been like on the run and just like fending <laughs> for himself his entire life, and now he can get wily and just just nuts with it and i feel like he could take yeti down especially if it's in the swamps who knows how the yeti ended up in the swamps but skunk ape's got home home field advantage absolutely yeah well it comes I think, it comes with unlocking him as a character you unlock his his course his as stage well. yeah his stage so and his 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 music which is just charlie daniels band <laughs> <laughs> i think i think bigfoot Yeti, they're both going to be taking wild swings. They're both going to be fighting like animals. Skunk Ape's going to dismember you. Skunk <laughs> Ape is going to... It's a technician. It knows where the kidneys are. Skunk <laughs> Ape can look at you and size up where your weak point is and kick you there. I think Skunk Ape plays dirty. Skunk Ape is going to act like he runs away and does a low blow. Skunk Ape's <laughs> going to put you in an arm bar for some reason. because it, it watches a lot of wrestling through Floridian, Floridian windows. Yes. Uh, Skunk Ape's people in Florida got watch. methamphetamine access. He's... <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Skunk Ape's been up for days. Full, full how much? Access. How much cocaine was dumped in the Everglades in Florida and the Skunk Ape <laughs> ate all of it? <laughs> Just slurped it all up. He's um, like a Roomba for, for co- Everglade cocaine. <laughs> Jeez. He worked, he worked for the Colombian cartel. That's how he ended up there. Um, he was just a guy at first. <laughs> Alright, so Skunk Ape beats the Yeti. Crazy, crazy, crazy happenstance. It's moving on to the sem- a semifinals. First semifinal battle we got is the Wendigo versus the Mothman. Um, do I need to reread everything, or are we, we know these two? Nah, no, we got, this, I think we got it. This battle takes place in an industrial yard. Just abandoned industrial yard. Great, like, unfinished God, building yeah. going all the way up. We got Wendigo versus Mothman. I'm feeling Mothman. I'm thinking he's got the power of flight on him. And uh, 
I just I I think he's got it in him to take the Wendigo down. Wendigo's mm. more just kind of like spooky, you know, hack and slasher, but Mothman's like calculated. He's got a better. <laughs> I mean, if we're not talking Brian Fuller, Hannibal Wendigo, I think I think a Wendigo is a, an excellent matchup for a person yeah. because they can possess people. Yeah. They're basically like super zombies. Um, but I think in a, in a straight battle, I think Mothman missile, Mothman, first of all, can just, you know, it, it flew up in the sky, you know, yeah. Pokemon stadium style. <laughs> True. And I think it could really bum out the Wendigo. And I don't want to, I don't want to. And he also, wherever he goes, calamity ensues. So he could just fly well, through the battle the abandon- itself is the calamity. I was thinking he was going to fly by a silo and the silo was going to fall over right uh, after him. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. We'll, we'll give it to the Mothman. Uh, which brings us to semifinal battle number two, which is Skunk Ape versus the Kraken. This is... <laughs> this is taking place... The, the, battle, the battlefield... The battlefield is in the Antarctic. Uh, but there's no cold damage. It's in the middle of the ocean, one big-sized iceberg and two medium-sized icebergs for the skunk ape to jump between, and the kraken. <laughs> it's just so funny that this big gorilla is gonna a sea monster. I gotta go with kraken here because y'all ever no. make two. No, you, you ever make a toot in like cold, like in the cold, can't smell it. No. Doesn't, doesn't do anything. Smelling the heat, it, it's much worse. I, I feel like the skunk apes' powers are completely taken away. Mm. I'm feeling Kraken has got, like, yeah, the skunk apes got like swamp to deal with, but you're dealing open ocean, glaciers, icebergs. Icebergs, Kraken's got it. Kraken's <laughs> got eight tentacles. It's over with. I'm away in here. I think the skunk ape is smart enough to grab an icicle and just fucking jump in there. And he's got brains. Brains yeah. versus just a squid. You know what I'm saying? I it's was, a big squid. But I, squid are smart. I, I'm, okay, I'm coming but... here from like the cephalopod defense squad. Uh, okay. Rhymes. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. <laughs> Uh, you know how scientists have said like I, I know the kraken's not you know made squid octopus whatever but they have said that octopi octopuses have a consciousness a, a single consciousness in each of their tentacles so if we're working like the squid like being the kraken being like this extremely massive smart sea monster i don't think the swamp ape the skunk egg has a chance i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna bring up a sorry well i'm gonna bring up a parallel between that and blooper from the mario series who is usually one of the first bosses that mario fights because it's so easy uh so just throwing that out there sorry will uh i think i think the kraken is gonna use his his uh his intuition to try and get in the head of the skunk ape but that's his that's his fatal flaw because you can't get in the skunk ape's head you can't bring logic to this fight skunk ape doesn't know why he's there or what he's doing. He just knows he has to kill a kraken. I think Skunk Ape is sitting up on the iceberg, and the second a tentacle comes up, he just grabs it and yanks it off. He just, just with one. I think Skunk Ape doesn't even know it's a fight. He's just, <laughs> he's just hungry, and Literally, he sees just, a meal. 
literally just <laughs> chilling. Okay, no, I, I've turned the tide. I'm with Skunk Ape here. I feel like right. he's, he's, he's too unpredictable. Kraken, uh, old sea monster, doesn't stand a chance. I'm here. Nice. In, in Fallout terms, Skunk Ape is the idiot savant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he fights using that drunken style karate, where it's like unpredictable and um, he can avoid everything. Which exactly. brings us brings us to the final round. Uh, we'll say this final round takes place in the quintessential, like Dragon's Ball Z esque, um, My Hero Academia esque tournament arc uh, final. It's like the thousands of people in the crowd surrounding a a field with a with a raised tile platform on it. No, it takes place in Mall of America. <laughs> okay, I'm changing it. It takes place in the Mall of America. We have the Mothman versus the Skunk Ape. Final battle. This is a good. This is a good battle. We're going hunky versus stinky. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing Mothman like Booster Gold at some point, <laughs> just like a beautiful so, man with a nice butt and like goggles flying around versus Ted Nugent. <laughs> you got yeah, you got Richard Gear Mothman prophecies versus Ted Nugent cat scratch fever. <laughs> yeah, he's flirting with disaster. That's a Molly Hatchet song, but you know what I mean. Mm. The Mothman will always have the advantage of flight, but agility... it's inside. Right, but we're talking Skunk Ape is climbing up the SpongeBob roller coaster, jumping off of it at the Mothman. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good a fight. <laughs> I I've seen many videos, as far as I know, of a Florida man uh, fighting and getting pulled out of a mall, and he really puts up a fight. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's I, that's pretty good. I th- I think Skunk Ape. I I I'm feeling I'm. Ooh, it just feels right to go with Skunk Ape here. <laughs> yeah, I think Mothman's going to use his his down bad ray or whatever <laughs> on on the Skunk Ape, and the Skunk Ape's not even going to know. He's just going to be like, yeah, I, I live in knows, Florida. All he knows is pain. So there's, there's <laughs> nothing the Mothman can do. Chaos and this pain. is the happiest day of his life. He's at and, the Mall of America. And disarray. He's at the Mall of America. He just got a new pair of Skechers, but now he has yep. to fight this handsome winged man. He gets he to, to both lids handsome. locations. Hell no. <laughs> Mothman tackles him in line in front of a fucking orange Julius. Absolutely not taking it on this Sunday. Uh uh-uh. uh. Skunk Ape's got it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the that's the crux of this fight, is that Skunk Ape just wants to have a fun day at the mall. <laughs> And Mothman is getting pissed off that he won't fight him. And Skunk Ape just turning around and swatting him away. <laughs> it's not even close. It's, the, a, it's yet another The blowout. indomitable spirit of the Skunk Ape <laughs> prevails above the, 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 the Virgin Mothman versus the Chad Skunk Ape. <laughs> skunk Ape, killer of the Kraken. Truly. And just not wants to, to mention, get an orange Julius. <laughs> you bring them, you bring them both into an enclosed space. You bring the skunk ape in there; it's gonna be awful for everyone involved. Yeah. Mothman <laughs> can't think with that kind of stench. That's true. Mothman's flying around, and like prices are going up behind him because of the calamity. <laughs> <laughs> Mothman shops to Hollister. 
Get out of here. <laughs> he flies past a Sears and it goes out of business finally. <laughs> Mothman enters from the back of a Spencer's gifts. <laughs> Jesus. Skunk up, Skunk Ape beats him and then goes to the store where you buy like the mall ninja swords. Where you get, like, <laughs> he buys a keyblade and leaves. Skunk Ape's got an armful of ultraviolet posters to hang up. Yeah, he's got, he's got a blacklight poster. Just blacklight posters. <laughs> he's got he's got a, a copy of Austin Powers pinball. <laughs> In a bank that looks like a human butt. (laughs) (laughs) Skunk Ape shows up to the fight wearing an FBI female body inspector shirt. Skunk Ape walked into the mall and the anime star immediately locked its doors. (laughs) They have a poster up. They have a (laughs) poster. He's taking handfuls of samples off the trays. (laughs) Skunk Ape goes immediately, just the only out of all the food court options, just goes to the Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> he rides the carousel and when it's over, he goes again. <laughs> Skunk Ape stops and talks to everyone at the kiosks. <laughs> what do you got here? He has, a, he has like Tell eight pairs this. of sunglasses, one of each from each kiosk. <laughs> Let me fly the drone. <laughs> the Mothman just gives only up. advantage would be to put Skunk Ape in front of a KB Toys where they have one of those little <laughs> slipping dog toys to distract him. <laughs> Luckily, they've gone out of business since. I locked him in Williams-Sonoma. He can't have fun in there. <laughs> no one can. <laughs> He's gonna be looking at pancake mix and cake pans for the next hour. You're gonna get him a smoothie book because he's into cooking. Oh <laughs> uh, right. yeah, Skunk Ape's got it. Right by a champion. mile. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to Skunk Ape for winning the uh, Cryptozoological Tournament of Champions. Um, I guess that wraps it up too. Um, that, that wraps up Cryptid Week. The Skunk Ape. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> you fought a brave fight. Now, your <laughs> most Ape. harrowing challenge awaits you. The Await Skunk your Ape next mission, has Skunk gone Ape. into every store in the Mall of America and asked if they do airbrush t-shirts, and he's gotten no at every <laughs> stuff. Skunk Ape got his ears pierced to clear. <laughs> the Skunk Ape only gets his Funkos from Hot Topic. Hey, Skunk... Oh, sorry. Hey, Skunk Ape, it's me, Emerald. <laughs> Do you want to join the Radish Avengers with Trunko? <laughs> well, okay, that's Tyler's question. Uh, let's just go ahead and do it right now. Who are the Radish Avengers? <laughs> All right, Emerald's the Nick Fury. <laughs> Emerald, absolutely. Um, yep. The the woman from Popeyes. No, yeah. no, no. We should do, instead of the woman from Popeyes, it should be a chicken with human legs. The feet chicken. The feet chicken. The feet chicken. Uh, okay. Kathy and Jimmy. Kathy and Jimmy. Lori Laughlin. Or it's like Kathy and Jimmy. Kathy and Jimmy, Lori Laughlin, Nikki Blonsky, Pokemon trainer style. 
Yeah. One hundred percent. Wait, Skunk Ape. Uh, the dance mom. Who was the dance mom? Who's the Abby Lee Miller? Abby Lee Miller <laughs> also in there. Yeah, the Skunk Ape is the he's the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe Ant Man. <laughs> I think Scotty's in there probably. <laughs> What was that? What is happening? Sean's been possessed by a Wendigo. What in God's name just happened? (laughs) Sean, is that you? Yeah, that's Sean. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) This sounds creepy. Hold on, I'm still recording. I think the the audio just went from my The scariest thing ever just happened, Sean. It's continuing to happen. (laughs) What the hell? The audio oh, went from my AirPods to my the the, the jam box <laughs> in my restroom. I'm so sorry. What happened? Somebody, can somebody on stream please clip that because that was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I didn't think that what I said was so shocking. Jesus, I'm so sorry. you didn't say anything shocking. It just it was it went from you it talking like the devil talked <laughs> to like something straight out of conjuring which by the way listen to the chandring at indiesaurus.com yeah uh, we listen to us talk about the conjuring sorry to sorry to scare y'all um <laughs> did you hear what i, I feel like scotty should no! be <laughs> scotty is in it scotty's in it we need a tony stark chat <laughs> chat did you also hear that <laughs> I'm broadcasting my audio. Oh, I can't even talk about it anymore. Whatever demon possessed Sean is the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope someone finds it. I gotta I gotta hear what happens. I'll I'll play it back afterwards. It'll be on the VOD. Jeez, yeah, we need to that grab that clip terrifying. for the actual podcast recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Before we lose you again, Sean, where can we find you? It's not. It's not going to happen again. Don't worry. We turned it off. I don't know how that happened. Uh, uh, you can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter. Uh, that's S E A N B A R R Y. Um, and Sean M Barry everywhere else. Um, and maybe you can find me at a fish show. Maybe not. That's okay. <laughs> we'll see. Next time they tour uh, every year, every two years or so. You can... I thought it was my printer for a couple seconds. Oh no, <laughs> Mal! Well, Sean, I'm so it was sorry. Horrifying. It was bad. Uh, I'm Will. You can find me at uh, at, at Will from Online on Twitter and uh, nowhere else. Uh, I just can't think of anything after that list. <laughs> Will's just thoroughly so. spooked. Uh, my name is Tyler. She can, <laughs> yeah. she can find me online at uh, Tyler from Radish. You can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Um, you can also find us streaming Sunday nights. We're streaming the pod just like right now. Uh, shout out to uh, the folks who joined us today. And Thursdays, hashtag Catboy Thursdays. For now, we are uh, streaming as Catboys. Um, well, streaming as we are Catboys. Uh, playing crazy video games. Last time we did... We're taking off our masks for for Catboy Thursday. Um, We're we're shedding our Hawaiian shirts and we're donning our cat ears. And uh, playing... uh, We played Wii Fit. We played Garfield Kart. We played a lot of crazy-ass games. So join us on Thursday nights. Um, Yeah. We already did Tyler's questions. So uh, I guess bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Sean, don't talk ever again. (laughs)
You're listening to an Indie Saurus production. 